0: about
1: the officers? I believe
2: you did. Unsolved murders, suspicious deaths, and missing persons cases haunt every person they touch. For family and friends, a loved one has been taken from them, and they have no answers as to why.
1: I have lost everything. Everything.
2: For investigators like us, These cases leave a giant burning hole in our gut that can only be filled by finding those answers. I'm Todd McComas. Todd was a
1: detective for the Indiana State Police for over 21 years, but now he's a stand-up comedian and my partner in crime. I'm Jessica Knoll.
2: Even though Jessica is younger than me, which is something she tells every single person we meet. Not true, but I am. She's been investigating crime for just as long as I have. She's an award-winning investigative journalist who's produced some of my favorite chart-topping true crime podcasts.
1: We share a combined 40-plus years of investigative experience to peel back the thick, complicated layers that all too often leave these cases out in the cold. But most importantly, we give victims a voice and share their stories. It's a job we take very seriously. But despite our resumes, especially mine, which is way more impressive than Todd's,
2: we don't take ourselves too seriously. Jessica's right. But what really makes this podcast special is how much funnier I am than her. Sure, she's won three Emmys, but let's face it, she didn't win them for Right in the Office. I'm a professional stand up comedian.
1: <laughs> well, too bad they don't hand out Emmys for being humble. Maybe you'd have
2: three anyway the investigators is a weekly true crime podcast that offers a unique approach to examining unsolved cases sure we're not afraid to poke fun at each other's expense but we tell a fine line because ultimately these cases involve family members who are relentlessly searching for the truth
3: why can't i
1: have this one piece of closure in my life this is why we do this sometimes they're just missing that one thing they need to finally turn the page our hope is, with your help, we can discover that missing piece of the
2: puzzle together. But just know, if we do find that missing piece of the puzzle together, we're taking all the credit.
1: No, 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 but we're not saying Because we're that. the
2: investigators!
1: <sighs> Coming Wednesday, August 30th.
2: I came from the
4: mud, desert on my hands, Str-
0: Hey y'all, this is like take number 47 of me trying to get my intro right this week. It's a lot easier when I've got it scripted out for saying Maybe may be a criminal, but this is an off week and I'm sharing the second part of my conversation with Jason Blair of the Silver Linings Handbook podcast. The other thing I'm going to say is that I am going to be at true crime podcast festival August 25th through the 27th and then I will be at crime con in Orlando September 22nd through the 24th so true crime podcast it's actually true crime and paranormal podcast festival now that is happening in Austin Texas this upcoming week if you're listening to this was it when it drops August 25th through the 27th and then next month, September 22nd to the 24th in Orlando. So if you are going to either of those things, let me know on Twitter at Santa Maybe or, or Instagram at Santa Maybe. And that would be great. Or you can email me at workshop at Santa Maybe.com. That'd be cool too. So I did want to just say, if you have not listened to Jason Blair's podcast, the Silver Linings Handbook podcast, you are missing out he gets the most out of people because of his curiosity his empathy and his love of just love of people so I've had the chance he and I have become very good friends over the last couple of months so give him a listen it will get you on the nice list I promise and I cannot express my gratitude enough to all of you for listening to this. And next week, you will have the next episode of Santa Maybe a Criminal. I almost gave you the title, but I'm not going to do it because it would give too much away. And it's a blast. Let me tell you, it is a blast. Derek Rudolph is in rare form. So I will talk to you soon. Be nice. I think all the things that we've talked about, I think it's acceptance. It's, I think, you know, not judging other people, obviously not doing any crime. I I think it's really, by and large, it is accepting and caring for your family, friends, neighbors, strangers. Um, I think there needs to be more of that. I think that there's, and I'm not the authority, Santa Claus is, so this is me speaking for Richie Buck, basically. Yes, yeah, love people years worth in a day to make up for everything. And there's also, you know, give yourself grace because I think that we're so, and I I deal with this a lot because I'm constantly thinking like, I'm not doing enough and I could do more and I have to give myself grace And I think it's important for other people to give the people that they interact with grace because life is hard. There's nothing about it anymore that's really easy. It's hard. It's convoluted. We just went through a pandemic. You know, the economy is, you know, inflation's up. There's, you know, no matter which side you're listening to, they're going to tell you that it's worse than it is. Give yourself some grace accept love yourself accept yourself and provide a little bit of that grace and love to other people because people need it right now and a lot there are a lot of people out there hurting and there are a lot of people that can could benefit from your podcast i think i hope they could benefit from my podcast and from a lot of these other podcasts that are generally coming from places of pure intention
4: This is the Silver Linings Handbook Podcast. I'm Jason Blair. That's Jason Usri, the creator, the producer, writer, and head elf of the true crime satire podcast, Santa Maybe a Criminal. Jason has been an audio producer for more than half a dozen popular podcasts, including several popular true crime podcasts and those in other genres. Like the Santa Who May Be a Criminal, Jason grew up in a small town in Georgia, where you learn the power of writing to help heal and entertain people. This is the second of two episodes with Jason, who's also a screenwriter and a producer himself. In the first episode, we talked about growing up in a small town, his journey to bringing Santa Claus and satire into the true crime space, and the power that writing can have to help lives. If you've not caught that episode, I recommend you go back and listen. Today, we're going to continue our conversation on the thought process that goes into writing fiction, the inspiration for some of the characters on his podcast, what working in podcasting in Hollywood are like, and what we can all do to build more joyful lives for those around us. And yes, how to get on and stay on the nicest. like like most people aren't writers and can't sort of just create things that are certainly things that are authentic as authentic as the things that you create what is your process like like I, I kind of listening to you you just sound like a connoisseur of life that all the time you're sucking in new and interesting things to create I, go ahead just tell me what what's the process like yeah, I mean,
0: I you know, I think I I just I like to listen. I like to talk to people, I like to talk about philosophical uh things and and not like boring philosophical things, but things that impact people on a very, you know, one-to-one basis. It's a lot of listening, it's a lot of reading, it's a lot of Watching, you know, I've watched a lot, consumed a lot of content in my life, but, you know, dialogue is, is hard because it can, can be taken out of, you know, dialogue is probably the most nitpicked thing in, in screenwriting because a lot of it depends on, I've, I've seen really bad lines of dialogue look really good or sound really good when delivered by the right actor. Right. You know? right. So it becomes this thing, you know, where you have to be kind of careful. And for me, it's always. Con- your
4: actors as you do it, like, are you thinking about who is going to deliver this?
0: No, like, well, not, not in that, in that scenario. Again, like with them, I, I wanted to have, I had, you know, it was when these things like, so in season one, for instance, I never mentioned that like Richie is attached to anybody, but I mentioned that Richie has a son because one day I was recording and my little boy came in and interrupted my recording, and so I said, "Hey, like, what do you want to say to the the microphone?" And he said, "I'm Batman," <laughs> you know, which was amazing to me. I thought that was so. I kept it in the show, just as Perfect. you know, it, because it's but again, for as a gift to me. And, and for them, it was the same sort of thing. Like I knew I wanted Santa Claus. I had not mentioned that Santa Claus and Karen Claus had a son or a daughter or anything like that. And a lot of the show, I I operate on a sort of my formula, so to speak, is, you know, you've got sort of your sort of a plot, maybe a B plot. And then at the end of the episode, there's, there's some sort of twist that pushes you into wanting to listen to the next episode. And I think the episode before that, the twist was that Richie, you know, determined, but finds out that Santa Claus has a daughter or whatever. And so then he goes to meet her in the the episode. And, but I wanted to have, again, since they were married and I've tried to like keep people together as much as I could, because I want them to have fun with it. I feel like it's, again, it's sort of a gift to them. It's like, Brittany and John are now, you know, they're in the show, you know, as a, as a couple too, you know, and it's like Shiloh and Sydney, you know, I, I don't have a scene where they've met each other yet, but I want to have that happen where Detective Strong talks to Ellie the Elf. So there are things like that that are kind of played throughout the show as well, but that, you know, in terms of just sort of, I think, I think you're right. Like I enjoy, I enjoy people. I enjoy being around people most of the time. I enjoy listening to people. I enjoy hearing the things that make people joyful and happy. And so I've just tried to sort of keep that as sort of my center in terms of the way I I listen. I just try to listen to people because I think I, like going back to what you said earlier, you know, truth is, is stranger than fiction in a lot of scenarios, you know, and, and also it's real, you know, and, and I, and I wanted, and I, and I'm glad that a lot of the, this has come off as authentic because I, that is, that is the idea.
4: It actually sounds like it really is authentic for you. It's different characters like fictional characters but there is something very true to like the lessons that we can learn from the stories and from richie and from it sounds like it is very much r- real you
0: know it, it is it certainly is for me like it is my dna like this is you know i i told Uh, uh, I've told a couple of friends of mine, like I almost launched a podcast called the absolutely positively podcast. And all I wanted to do in
4: that podcast was. You may have actually launched that podcast. It's just called "Santa Media criminal. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, But
0: yeah, the, the, the point of that podcast initially was to, to just highlight good things because it wasn't, again, this was a pandemic idea and, I do have another podcast I want to do. It's more of a documentary style podcast, but which was the my initial idea that I wanted to do. That I hope that I can do sometime. Oh, break sure. some news yeah. and tell me more. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about it in just a second. I won't tell you necessarily the name of it, but I'll tell you what the sort of the broad idea is. But the the absolutely positively podcast was me because I got on this kick of watching all like old Mister Rogers videos. And he does, yeah, he does that, you know, that song, It's You I Like. Hmm. And that to me is such a powerful, powerful song. And it was so ahead of, and in uh, so much of what he did was so ahead of where the world was at the time and in some cases where the world is now.
4: Oh, um, and yeah, that reminds me of like what you were saying about growing up in in Georgia and how Titanic brought all those people together, like Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street, for some people right. don't know, like that, that those are ties that bind us.
0: Absolutely. It, it, it was it's it's the acceptance thing for me. It's the, you know, I don't care who you are, where you come from, what you look like who you worship yeah, who you girl, love. Girl, <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah i mean like you're valuable yes you okay. know and and so so i wanted to kind of i wanted to be the 21st century mr rogers and but that's just too too high a bar right so but i wanted to do like a like a quick little show every week and just pick some the the best the happiest, most positive news stories and highlight them. And then actually that has sort of spun into something that I might do as an offshoot of this show is the naughty and nice news, which would be both naughty news and nice news and just oh, yeah. nice news.
4: Oh, what a great idea. Is it gonna be coming at us from the North Pole or I had thought about that. I thought about doing it I've thought about having elves doing it um you could have krampus doing it from new York- normally yeah
0: yeah oh yeah krampus billy krampus that, that's morgan from crimepedia so oh and, and myra abernathy by the way i don't think i mentioned this earlier she's cherry from crimepedia they have a great podcast as well yeah um but but yeah i mean the the idea for me has always been to try to highlight some, the good the good stuff the mm-hmm. the, the santa you know universe gives an opportunity to, to do that in a really unique way. And the other thing I would, do want to say this because it's important to me, the, you know, every show, you know, every main show that we do, we do highlight a nonprofit in the true crime space to try to shed light on mm-hmm. their work. Like we've done the Porchlight Project. We've done Cold Case Investigative Research Institute. We've done private investigations for the missing. You know, we've done a lot of different I mean, non-profit, initially my idea was to do a different nonprofit every episode, but that hasn't worked out that way. But, you know, that's the, the other thing, too, that's very important to me is that, like, I know while we're having some fun in sort of the genre that we are remembering that there are people that are suffering and that we're trying to get answers for yep. and um, make sure that we're shining light on that as
4: well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you guys, a lot of the best podcasters in the space do that. You know, they tell, they don't just tell the stories like the Idaho murders where it's, Mm -hmm. they tell the stories of the missing and murdered indigenous women and people that you wouldn't necessarily have heard of. And, And I think it adds a a real value to the world, even the people, you know, I think of all the people who have spent time on places like web sluice. I mean, I think it's more than 20 now or 30 people, missing people who have have been identified um, bodies that were found through their, through their work. And that's the other thing about the true crime community. It gets nailed and it gets beaten up for some legit things sometimes, but uh, it does, it does do some, some powerful good. So I'm going to ask you about Hollywood in a second, but first I want to ask you something else. Okay. Um, so the during your day job, you do marketing, right? For a television station. Uh, during your night job, you write your own fictionalized podcast, coordinate with all these people who do the voice acting for it. And then you also are an, producer, audio producer for other podcasts. So I don't know, is it distractibility or (laughs) what drives you? But I, I was just curious, why the audio podcasting, and I bring this up because, you know, I've mentioned her name, Alyssa Grunfelder, who's my Podcast producer. You know, she's great. She's organized. She's creative. She's talented. But I think few people who are not like in the podcast industry understand how difficult us hosts can be. We never say everything right the first time. We always change our minds. We do X, Y, or Z. It's just, it's just a field. I'm so curious about why people get into it. um Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I'd never want to lose Alyssa. <laughs> it's why, why, why that part, Jason? You know,
0: it goes back to my love of storytelling, like I I love to hear different stories, like for instance, um, so I got into the space, I mentioned her earlier, Rebecca Sebastian with Mm -hmm. Criminality. Um, She's the first person that I worked with, or she's the first podcast I listened to that I actually reached out to the creator and said, Hey, I like your show. And we started a dialogue through that. And over the course of months, we became friends and then she had a situation where her current editor at the time couldn't do the work anymore so she reached out to me and asked me if i would be interested and i said sure and so i started to edit that was dialogue was her podcast then which she sunsetted and now she's focused on criminality and some other other pro- projects so i met rebecca and then rebecca introduced me to shiloh and scott now and that time, I was producing a show called End of Watch with Bootsy and Sal, which I mentioned Kevin Grogan earlier, who plays Sheriff Dewberry in the show, and uh, he's a former homicide detective and patrol officer and did a lot of specialized operations, and his partner in that podcast is a guy named Lou Velozzi, who is uh, about to really blow up. He just released his book uh, late last year, I think it was, Storefront Sting. He was an atf undercover agent who was buying guns Mm -hmm. and narcotics off the street and the the two of them were very focused on mental health and policing which i thought was really interesting because this is something that's not talked about very often and you know that that world is very very focused on alpha personalities and
4: oh there's so much there's so much Yeah. yeah And you you know about the mental health work I do, you know, there are, and I've seen this at the CIA, I've seen it at the FBI, I've seen it in law enforcement, where, you know, officers or, um, you know, in the case, FBI agents, won't even use their health insurance to get mental health, because they're so afraid that if they do reach out to get help that they're and they're and they're behind the times probably a little bit on this but that they're going to end up in trouble or end up sidelined
0: not, it, this is, i was gonna say sidelined yeah that we heard that over and over again in, in the podcast um that the, the they're scared you know they're gonna take where they're badging their gun and how much of their identity is built into that persona
4: and it's sad to think that the people who we expect, because we haven't invested enough in frontline mental health, but we we expect the police to deal with the mental health challenges of so many people on a daily basis, right. but we don't create an environment where they can take care of their mental health. Well,
0: and especially when, again, these two guys, I mean, if if a zombie apocalypse happened tomorrow... These are the two guys I want in my front yard fighting off the zombies. This is how Mm -hmm. tough these guys are. And to hear them talk so, uh, with so much vulnerability and candor and honesty about the need to save the mental health of our frontline responders, it was something really special to me. And, you know, he and Kevin and Lou had, Tried to do their podcast, and again, I was sort of like itching to do this other podcast that I that I want to do. And I said I, I told them I'd help them because I wanted to do, I wanted to learn how it worked. Basically, I was I wanted to kind of figure out the process. And so I was doing that, and I was working with Rebecca. Then then later, I started working with Rebecca, and then she introduced me to Shiloh and Scott at LA Not So Confidential, who were some of the the instigators of Santa Maybe a Criminal with me. And then they introduced me to Crawl Space Media. So I worked with Tim and Lance on some projects. And then um and then with you know Brett and Alice, I I literally wrote them early on in their show, I wrote them an email and said, Hey, I've got this idea to do this True Crime Satire podcast and um they have Chase. You'll,
4: you'll laugh. I used to say I'll never serve on a criminal jury because as a former reporter, I'd get up there and tell you, I've never met a prosecutor that I've trusted. Brett and Alice have changed that.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, they, they super, they, they, they're super trustworthy, and and I love them to death. And again, I kind of wrote them on just sort of a whim and said, hey, I, you know, listen to your show. I love your show. Like, I want to satirize you guys in this show. Would you be willing? And like, the same day absolutely let's do it and yeah. then i hadn't even met them at that point and then I, of course i met them later and they've been such huge supporters of the show and um you know and then I'm, and then i've done a couple of other shows that i've worked on i've worked on a show called death by incarceration that i edited and things like that um that was through crawlspace as well but the i think the the drive for that is i really i just enjoy Like storytelling through the uh, like the audio medium, the Mm -hmm. it's it's really fun to me
4: because people documentaries without the limitations of needing film or time on air or
0: yeah, and and you can really and people you know people say a lot that can be cut out too, which is interesting. So it's it's a constant for me. It's a constant sort of like stretch of how can I streamline this so it's the most direct you know shot of the story to the viewer uh or to the listener but you know f- for the work that I do with Brett and Alice and Shiloh and Scott I just I love them as people and they're all super supportive of my work and um it's just fun to listen to their content and they both they they both have completely different podcasts like you know shallow and Scott, they, they break down their mental health podcasts or forensic psychologists and their, day job So they break down mental health issues and cases and they do vintage true crime and they do a documentary. They do like two forensic psych shows a month and they do a vintage true crime case and on one week and then they do a, uh, A true crime documentary review in one week so every other week is the true crime or the forensic psych thing and then they fit the other two in between them but i love i mean they're some of my best friends in the world and then brett and alice you know obviously they do a ton of interesting stuff and they have a, a unique style that i just i really jive with and so i just i you know i love working with the people and
4: thread there though and it's not to me it's not true crime it's actually like humanity like yes you know between the podcasts that you listed and santa maybe like the common thread to me seems to be they're all about understanding yourself understanding other people and understanding the world around you and you know like it might be easy to say that A lot of podcasts are like that, but I don't think that's actually true in an authentic and deep way all the time. I just listening to you, Jason, it just sounds like there's this deep desire to understand people, understand yourself, understand the world around you and, uh, and see the good in things
0: i think that's i think you're exactly right on that I, th- I think that's exactly what i'm trying to do always and i'm certainly not always i i get as cynical and frustrated and angry as everybody else
4: you work in hollywood what else would i
0: expect <laughs> yeah, right right yeah and local news which you know oh, yes news interests there you know you know that
4: if it bleeds, but,
0: bleeds. <laughs> yeah right yeah and and it 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 does you get a certain gallows humor you know that you just to cope with yeah just sort of all the ugliness that you see all the time um but yeah in my core i i think it is i think it is me trying to understand humanity and and be a better human and offer more i i you know I, i serve on a number of different nonprofit boards and i'm Constantly and and to a fault sometimes give of myself because I don't always and I know you know this about me because you've called me on it that I don't always refill my cup the way I should and I I need to get better about that because I this is kind of thing that I'm trying to advocate other people to do but yeah it comes from a place of curiosity and and hopefulness that we are doing things to lift each other up because i'm frankly so alarmed and bothered by just where we are as people with not accepting each other with you know picking fights with the just Arbitrary BS that I see all the time that are keeping us back from being and succeeding, you know, as country, as a people, as a whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's very very concerning to me because, and and I'm not and I'm not trying to speak from a specific political or
2: Either.
0: ideological stance. I think it's on both sides. I think the, the blame is is universal. Yeah but no one's listening i know
4: yeah
0: i know it and it and it's and it's and it's terrifying that we've forgotten how to listen to each other and we've forgotten how to have an open dialogue and you know it's it's okay to disagree with each other so long as you do it respectfully and you're willing to listen to the other side and maybe we'll learn that we're not so different on on either side of the the aisle or the or the sleigh or wherever we're sitting. You know what I mean? Yep. Did
4: we just both say sleigh at the same time? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: oh, you have a great sense of humor in it. <laughs> great.
0: But yeah, to, you, you asked about Hollywood. So I'll give you a real brief. It's the only thing
4: that doesn't fit.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. So yeah, my, my only real interaction with Hollywood is you know, I, I've written a handful of screenplays and or I've written like 40 screenplays in my life, but um, a handful have been produced. I've got two in post-production right now. Uh, one's a crime thriller. One's a horror film. I wrote a, a movie called Dead Water. Before that, I wrote a movie called uh, Run From My Roots, which was previous. I I, I kind of rewrote it. And it initially it was a sort of a an actress who got too much fame in Hollywood and she comes home to her hometown and meets the pastor that she was in love with him when she was in high school and they need to save his church and whatever. And anyhow, we, we reformatted that for country music. And so it was sort of a family film, friendly film. And then, uh, dead water, uh, was literally sort of, a we have a financier, a, a Chris Hilton, who actually plays the Todd father in Santa Maria criminal. Mm. Um, he uh, came to me and says, Oh, we've got, I've got a financier who is interesting in a certain amount of money. And do we have, it wasn't a ton of money. Uh, it wasn't, it was nothing to shake a stick at, but it wasn't a ton. And he said, do you have a script for that price point? I said, no. He said, can you write something? I said, well, of course. And then he said, well, what do we need to do? And I said, well, it has to be limited. Location is limited cast. He said, well, let's put them on a boat. And I will tell you, this is the best advice if there's any screenwriter out there right now listening to this podcast. And I'm sure there are dozens, <laughs> maybe hundreds. <laughs> Never put them on a boat. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you really uh, your options there. <laughs> right.
0: So, um, so, yeah. So the uh so i wrote this movie dead water and it was an interesting thing you know casper van Deen was casper van Dien is a very very good human being he's, he's amazing judd nelson is probably the smartest cinephile i've ever met in my life he is he is a genius he loves movies interesting character but loves movies griff first who was the other, who was the main lead in that, just an amazing guy, such a champion of it. But, you know, you run into things in independent film where, you know, you don't have the, the support of a studio or, you know, all, you know, a, a team of producers or things like that. So things end up getting cut and you have to adapt, you know, improvise, adapt and overcome basically and so we had to do that's we had to do that and then um same sort of thing with a couple of these other projects I, I don't know exactly what i wrote ends up on the screen or whatever right but but creating the collaborative process with you know these producers and directors have has given me the opportunity to continue to get back and back and back and it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Like I I'll I will say this, and I never thought I would say this. I think I prefer doing the podcast because I in maybe I'm a control freak. I don't. I typically not, but but I I prefer because I, I'm in control of all of that, like the yeah. soundscaping, the music
4: selection, you know, the story, The story, the character, a lot of. The, people- Don't realize that if you're a screenwriter, the percentage of what you write that might actually make it onto the screen is probably pretty low.
0: It is very low. It it really is because, you know, it goes through, you have to just think about the number of filters. Like you you go through the director filter, the actor filter, you know, the cinematography filter, the editing filter, you know, what the, whoever the distributor is going to have a say in what ends up, you know, in it there are all these different things that just kind of take away from what, what you've got. Team
4: could... senior management. Yeah. 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 And then like, you know,
0: for, for instance, for Santa, maybe a criminal, you know, I write it, I produce it, I sound design it, I edit it, I market it. I do it. Literally I do everything for that show. I don't, the only thing I don't do is I don't do all the voices Lynn. And thankfully I have a lot of great people that do voices for me, but everything else in that, I do, and and it's really, and it that is also very satisfying to me. It's like I now joy that comes just so much joy when I'm sitting editing. You know, I might have 25 tracks of audio that are going at the same time because I'm building like whatever a forest soundscape or a you know farm you know lands thing going on, and you know just listening through to it like. closing my eyes and imagining someone else hearing this across you know the world and saying i'm putting them in a different place at this moment it's so amazing it is so fun and reaffirming um that i'm that storytelling is what i need to be doing and you know just but doing it in a way with, with empathy and and
4: acceptance yeah, you mentioned that thing before where you said, um, you know, like it's hard to sort of make sure your cup is full to, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you're taking care of yourself when you're helping others. And it reminds me of that phrase people use, like put put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on someone else. But like, there's something about writing that I think offers something more powerful, where you have an opportunity to put the oxygen mask on yourself so you can put it on someone else so they can then carry that message and put it on someone else and they can put it on someone else. And and you're not just putting the oxygen mask on one person, but you're putting it on a plane full of people when you're writing and you're doing the podcasting. And, you know, I know for people who who want to help others, you almost feel like there's never enough but there's something so powerful about writing's ability to reach so many people through you know just just the simple effort that goes into it can impact so many lives think about like all that feedback you got well how many hundreds of other people heard that line about the elf or heard read that story like I read who never said anything or never gave any feedback. There's probably so many people touched by this approach. Now I'm not encouraging you to not sleep. I am. (laughs) But all of that said, like you may be underestimating your impact.
0: Well, I, I I appreciate that. And that's, that's, um, I think that you say that very beautifully. I think you're exactly right. I think, for me, speaking just for me, writing does really provide some measure of therapy and healing to me because I'm always talking about something from 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 me you know some of the things one of the things people like about the show is at the end of it, I at the very end, during the credits, I say Santa maybeor colonel was conceived in." You know, whatever, a a Bucky's bathroom in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, or
4: (laughs) Grace Museum in Savannah.
0: (laughs) Exactly. exactly. And those always relate to moments in my life or things that are real to when an idea occurred or whatever. But they're they're things that document my journey. They're things that I, I work through a lot of my own internal thoughts and issues when i'm writing um so for from that standpoint is 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 very healing to me Mm. but i think you're right i think the power of of storytelling in in just about every medium if you hit the right chord or strike the right chord the multiplicity of it can be really astounding and and i have found that in the show and i don't have a gigantic audience by any stretch of the imagination but the audience that i do have i can tell you is absolutely amazing super supportive super every time i release something they they come to me and they tell me what it means to them Mm -hmm. and that is so much more important to me in this project because this is, this really is me sort of laying out a lot of my own thoughts about the, you know, even though it's through a lens of sort of a true crime lens, you know, there there's a lot of, you know, sort of veiled skepticism of the way media handles these cases. There are things that from my own personal, you know, feeling, you know my own personal opinions that that are in the show that, you know, I I think people recognize and they're, they're stated in a way that I think that it opens the door for conversation and doesn't shut down or, or diminish or judge people for the positions they're in, you know? And I think that's really important. I think we're so quick to judge and we're so quick to dismiss and we're so quick to villainize that we've lost the ability to listen and communicate with each other. And that's the only way we're going to fix all the problems that we have. And we've got plenty of problems to fix, but, you know, when we're sniping at each other or, you know, casting these stones, it's just not, it's just not beneficial. And so for me, like I do kind of come, come at this from a, from a place of curiosity, acceptance, looking to work through things that matter to me because I do know that I deal with a lot of the same questions and things and you know vices and problems that thousands of other people do you know it's going to connect with somebody and if I can give people a laugh and that's what I need a lot of time it's just I just need something to be funny so there's so many times I used to say like I can't laugh at my own stuff but there's so many times I sit here and listen oh, to what I'm listening,
4: back to you and I'm just I dying. Know, and I was like, "That's funny." I listen to myself every day, and I laugh sometimes because it's funny, sometimes because. <laughs> I um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to just give you a, definitely a chance for some closing thoughts. But there's very, there's one important thing that all the listeners are going to want to know, including me. How do we stay on the nice list? <laughs> Well, I think all the things that we've talked about, I
0: think it's acceptance. It's, I think, you know, not judging other people, obviously not doing any crime. I I think it's really, by and large, it is accepting and caring for your family, friends, neighbors, strangers. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there needs to be more of that. I think that there's... And I'm not the authority Santa Claus is. So this is me speaking for Richie Buck,
4: basically. So love everyone a hundred times more.
0: Yes. Yeah. Love people years worth in a day to make up for everything. And there's also, you know, give yourself grace. Because I think that we're so, and I, I deal with this a lot because I'm constantly thinking like, I'm not doing enough and i could do more and i have to give myself grace and I, and I and i think it's important for other people to give the people that they interact with grace because life is hard it's not very there's nothing about it anymore that's really easy it's hard it's convoluted we just went through a pandemic you know the economy is you know inflation's up there's and and you know no matter which side you're listening to you know they're going to tell you that it's worse than it is you know give yourself some grace accept love yourself accept yourself and provide a little bit of that grace and love to other people because people need it right now and a lot there are a lot of people out there hurting and there are a lot of people that can could benefit from from your podcast I think I hope they could benefit from my podcast and from a lot of these other podcasts that are generally coming from places of pure intention. And um,
4: I love that. Yeah. Love that being dutiful, the idea of being dutiful to others and dutiful to yourself at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks Jason. I really do appreciate you coming on. This has been a really cool conversation. I am. you know, I'm just impressed by all of what you do, and the space in which you do it, and the love in which you do it with. Like, um, it's not every day that you come across someone and you just instantly, you know, you you guys joke in cr- true crime that you can't do behavioral analysis very well, but <laughs> you know, I I started talking to you just a few times on Twitter. And I instantly knew that this is a genuine loving guy. And I, I just hope you have the opportunity to spread that love and spread that joy um, further and further. Well,
0: Jason, I really appreciate that. That's, that's awesome. And I, I feel the same way about you. And I, I do hope that whatever it is that I'm able to do is, is helping somebody and giving them a laugh and, and yeah. And I, I've had such a good time with you. I know I rambled some, but that's, I'm a Southern guy. That's what right. I do. Uh, <laughs> We're still on a rocking chair and we just talk and drink beer. and.
4: You know, well, I'm yeah. fine with it because unlike you, I do like to hear my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I hate it too. <laughs> oh, no.
0: Well, it's, it's a joy. It's been such a joy to talk to you and I hope, um, I hope we can do it again sometime. I know we were talking about something maybe for Christmas time. That would
4: be absolutely, great. Absolutely. I have to have you on Christmas, maybe a Christmas preview to prepare, prepare everyone for the, for the season. Um, And I'd also love to come on to play whatever wacky. Oh, I'm going to get you on. I, I got
0: to figure out what it is. I haven't outlined the whole season three yet, but we, we're we going to have a, a, a robust number of people. Cause we have to have jury, the jury we have to have. Ooh you know we got judges we got Uh the defense team we got the prosecution team we got and then all the other stuff too because we're not going to just initially i was like it's just going to
4: be the trial but now i'm like well now i've got this all of bob's motions i would love to do that oh
0: that's funny (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) oh my gosh that'd be amazing all right (laughs) thank you so much jason it's been it's been a blast and we'll uh we'll talk soon
4: yeah i'm jason blair and this is the silver linings handbook podcast we'll see you next week
0: Head over to Patreon, where you can be naughty, nice, a V-I-E, that's very important elf, or even the mayor of the Nopo. That's patreon.com slash Santa Maybe. Santa Maybe a Criminal is part of the Glassbox Media family, the premier podcast platform for both creators and brands. Santa Maybe a Criminal is written by Jason Usri, Hosted by Richie Buck Podcast production and editing by Richard Buck Social media designed and delivered by Ricardo Buck Website management by Ricky Buck III All other duties is assigned to Richard Buck Santa Sleigh Sound Design by Captain Fat Hands Music and sound effects licensed by paying through the ears to multiple royalty-free audio providers not the least of which are Epidemic Sound, Soundstripe, and Motion Array Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to give us a five-star rating and write a review to get on the permanent nice list, or you can roll the dice. You've been warned. I'm going to leave you with a public service announcement from a great organization in the true crime space. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, always, always, always...
5: I'm Lauren. I
3: am Ken.
5: And you may recognize our voices from the podcast Paradise After Dark. Duck, 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 duck. But today we're here to tell you about a nonprofit organization we have created called the Florida Themis Project.
3: Themis is the Greek goddess of justice, in case you're wondering about the name.
5: The Florida Themis Project aims to support loved ones and victims of unsolved crimes by financially contributing to various types of investigative tools including DNA testing.
3: We also help families and loved ones of uh, missing people by assisting with awareness campaigns, uh, helping with ground searches or any other assistance that we can provide to the families.
5: So we are asking for your help to spread the word and grow our organization so we can help as many people as possible.
3: Please be sure to check out our website at floridathemasproject.org for info about how you can help us or donate.
5: We are also on Facebook and Instagram at Florida Themis Project.
3: Even something simply as sharing our posts on social media is very helpful.
5: For the month of August, we are doing a public awareness campaign for the unsolved murder of Kyle Burtis in Lehigh Acres, Florida.
3: You can hear our podcast episode about the case and read more on the blog on our website. Again, that's floridathemisproject.org. That's F-L-O-R-I-D-A-T-H-E-M-I-S project.org.
5: And if you're planning on being at CrimeCon in Orlando this year, stop by the Paradise After Dark podcast table on Podcast Row and say hello. We'd love to tell you more.